passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever podcast app you choose to use, and we are live. YouTube.com slash postwrestling. Hello, YouTube room. Hello, Postmarks. Hello, Postmarks. Hello, NXT friends. Friends. We are here today to talk about some NXT uh, everyone's favorite wrestling show and the show that everyone is talking about this week because there's a lot of wrestling this week, but th- somehow it still it still managed to squeak by with a pretty big match and a pretty big match announcement for it's tonight. It's Gold Rush, yeah, with uh, Seth Rollins coming home to NXT to take right. on Bron Breaker. Yeah, uh, Rollins coming home and in the main event defending his WWE World Heavyweight title. And uh, we're going to chat all about it. So pretty big episode of NXT here tonight. And uh, yeah, it's Tuesday night. We're recording this as we always do after NXT. Hit that follow. Hit that subscribe at Poison Rana Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Go find us in your feed as well. Poison Rana for all the other shows. Uh, we had some interviews the past few weeks leading up to some some wrestling in Toronto this weekend. We have, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we had the chance to interview Mercedes Martinez ahead of her match against Masha Slamovich this Sunday at the Rec Room at 11 a.m. And then uh, last week on Poison Rana, I interviewed the Bollywood Boys. Yes. Uh, ahead of their match against uh, Matt Cross and Juventud Guerrera this Sunday at the Rec Room. <laughs> Which sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so. They've just had a, or I believe the night before, they're having a Mumbai street fight oh, in yes. Port, uh, Portland. Right, okay. Sounds pretty fun. Sounds great. But yeah, uh, there's some some interviews for you, uh, you fine people, and maybe we'll do some more in the near future. But uh, that's kind of coinciding. Go check out all the wrestling. If you are coming to Toronto, there's lots to check out, whether it's uh, Smash doing all those shows with Defy and Girls Next Door, like we said, or maybe you're going to Forbidden Door or Collision this weekend in Toronto, in our city. Let us know. Say hi. We are uh, we are your friends. Like we say, we like to have a good time. We live the gimmick. And uh, we always uh, like to, to meet listeners out at the shows. We're also going to Hamilton next Wednesday for Dynamite in Hamilton. Yeah. And then the Thursday, the 29th in Toronto, Demand Lucha, which just always uh, destroy, just kills it. Just an awesome, fun time. And we're going to be there. You know Gringo is, is in the match against Speedball, against Jake Cartwheel, 
and against Vikingo. Yeah, so it's going to be crazy. What the hell? Like, that's just bonkers. Should we be worried for Gringo? I'm a little worried. He's had a hell of a run. It's a crazy run with that that title at Demand Lucha. So we've been following his whole his whole story arc there. But yeah, uh, that's where you'll find us the next week in Toronto. If uh, th- that show's available to stream too, that's what's crazy about indie wrestling these days. Like you can find the streams and watch these things, and I would highly recommend it because you'll probably see us uh, standing around as we Absolutely. always. We're always on their Instagram yeah. feed, aren't we? Just our, our favorite spot. Yeah, exactly. Just happens to be the, in front of the camera. The bar. Yeah. The bar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we will, we're we're from Toronto here, and that's our home base. And this weekend seems to be like the craziest thing going on with Forbidden Door, and obviously with Forbidden Poor. And at this point, people don't ask us for tickets. Honestly, guys, <laughs> you ain't getting we're in. Not, I don't want to be spending Sunday morning trying to get people into this thing. We have very few tickets <laughs> left now at this stage. We're just a few days away. Uh, when we. When we like originally planned this, we were planning to maybe sell some tickets on the door for the after party. It looks like we might be sold out yeah. by then, so don't leave it too late. Like if you're we're listening now, we're pretty much sold out. We we are sold out, but we're like there's there's an after party that's like kind of a separate ticket thing. Postwrestling.com/slash/live to get access to this event. Right there's there's a tier. Thirty bucks gets you to the pre-show with John Away doing a live podcast. Me and you are doing a game. We're we're also at three opening the doors at three. And what we now have a sponsorship by Suntory Whiskey. Yes, Forbidden Poor is sponsored by Suntory Whiskey, and uh, they've been very lovely to us. So, if you are one of the first fifty people to get to the the pre party, the pre show, you will be given a complimentary Rainmaker cocktail. Flip a coin, yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, super excited for that. Don't leave it too late to come and hang out. Uh, if you are unfortunate enough to to not make it in time to get the cocktail, we obviously will be selling them at the bar as well. So try out a Rainmaker cocktail. Try out a Judas Effect cocktail. It depends. How do you like your whiskey? Canadian or Japanese? That's right. Uh, we got Centauri whiskey involved, and it's crazy. So for relaxing times, have Centauri times. And I'm super hyped about that. We're going to have some swag. We're going to have some games, fun trivia. We got things to give away, and it's going to be crazy. Yeah, you think Gringo Loco's had a, a run with that premiere... Uh, demand lucha title. You think Roman Reigns has had a run with his title? You think Gunther's had a reign with his title? The real champ is Fire Frank. Fire Frank. And we've put together a a hell of a gauntlet. We need to find out of the the 150 people showing up to this event. We need to find the worthy contender for the BDE Championship. Because you know, Cino's had two two attempts to take this guy. Down. I've had two attempts. You've had two attempts to take this guy down. Uh, uh, well, uh, he uh, he sent Carino's kid packing yeah, off the Indies. Colby Carino <laughs> had his chance. He didn't. I've had my fair chances. I haven't Everyone. done it. Everyone has. So we want to find the best. And we have created a hell of a gauntlet you've got to run through. Yeah. Where anyone can enter. We'll be whittling it down. And then we'll have a scramble match to determine who will be Fire Frank's challenger. And... To make things even more ridiculous, because why not? So our friends at Pure Fandom, shout out Big Tom, he's, he's handed over us a replica IWGP World Heavyweight Championship belt. And you know what? Who, who more than Frank deserves that? Frank does not watch New Japan, could probably not tell you who the champion is right now. But you know what? 
The only way someone else is walking out with this title is if they beat Frank, because the winner will be handed this title. So, you know what uh, Frank messaged? He was like, where is the nearest home hardware to real sports? Because I think that IWGP title after Frank's victory might spell BDE by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're going to go for your own title? Are you saying you're entering your own No, game? I'm saying I think Frank's going <laughs> to spray the letters BDE on this title oh, at the God. end uh, oh, to, to his 666-plus day reign. Wow, 666-plus. Six, 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 six. Jeez, uh, It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. We do have quite a few prizes that we'll be giving away, uh, both at the pre-show and the post-show. So, you know, you've got a few days. Brush up your knowledge. Brush up your New Japan. Brush up your AEW. We have uh, some WWE as well. We have some uh, some legit, like, wrestling masks to give away as well. And I, I think I'm going to give Best Karaoke Performance one of the, the replica masks. Nice. Just I think that would be a good thing. So that's for later on. But I'll also negate that if anyone can sing... Uh, Kaza, if you can nail that, you get, you get the mat <laughs> instead. So yeah, lots of fun stuff over this weekend. Pre-show again, John away going to do a whole Q and a ask away live, which is going to be awesome. Then we're all going to go watch the show, which is going to be equally as awesome. I'm sure if not more, of course. So can't wait for that. And then we got to pull ourselves together to host the post show as well. Yeah, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling karaoke afterwards at real sports. It's right across the venue. So Lots of stuff going on in the city this year. And yes, uh, you you people across the pond, you already know we're, we're coming for all in it. But just lots of wrestling. But this weekend, it's our neck of the woods. We're going to be hanging around. We'll be all around the city. We got friends and listeners coming in. We got lots of stuff planned. Can I just say shout out our man Neil? Because our man Neil. he's had like three failed attempts to go do a yeah. post slash Poison Rana slash grapple event. And he's made it. He's landed. He's touched down. WH Park's looking after him. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we're finally going to meet our man, Neil. Yeah. It's going to be lovely. Absolutely. There's going to be so many post-personalities at this event. So, if you want to come and hang out with us, do, as I, as I said, uh, don't leave it to the last minute. You want to get lit with the BDE? Now's your chance. This weekend in Toronto. So, come to the city we'll make it we'll make it feel like just like home we'll have a great old time and can't wait to show some people around and have some fun and yes if you're planning on going and uh you guys are shy you want to buy us a drink you want to say hello you want a picture of course come through just say hello and say what up we'll be around if the you whole want city. advice for what to do in the city if you're here for the absolutely weekend, uh just hit us up kensington you know? market uh all the dispensaries mm. karaoke if you want to know where to get a good sandwich Good sandwiches. Yeah. This is our city. We'll hook you up. All right. So uh, appreciate anyone coming through and uh, being part of the whole post wrestling and Poison Rana community. It's it's pretty crazy. So we're excited this weekend and uh, check out John Away uh, doing all sorts of shows leading up to this weekend, uh, including I think uh, Pollock's gonna be joined with Thurston by Dave Meltzer for a lot of hype up for this weekend as well. So. Tons of stuff over at postwrestling.com with lots of coverage. And John Away won't be doing a post-show live Sunday night because they'll be out partying and hopefully singing karaoke with us. Wrestling karaoke. They are. I, I, I hope – I don't want to see them. I don't want to go onto YouTube on my phone and see John – Watching the, scru- the yeah, scrum. Yeah, yeah, like we're, we're, we're going to have a fun time with those boys. We're going to make them sing karaoke and we're going to make them eat chips. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be so lit. Or maybe some uh, – uh, chicken katsuri shibaitas. 
You guys got to see this menu, dude. It's ridiculous. Oh my god, people are gonna get a pop out of that for sure. You should. Um, we've said too much. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So this, we've been uh, like working with real sports here. They've kind of come up with the menu for us, and then left it for us to come up with the puns. Kind of working backwards. Yeah. When we've done it before, we sort of started with the name and yeah. worked that way. So right. it's. Uh, yeah, we've got some some doozies there on this menu. Absolutely. So uh, we're we're all exciting. This is a big homecoming event for us. We've done some events, but this one's definitely like our big one. Our biggest, so, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So uh, we're super excited and can't wait. So see you people soon. Uh, what else is going on? Well, we're we're not recording a show this week because we're taking the whole weekend off to do all the wrestling. So yeah, our uh, Patreon stuff we're going to be shifting over a week. There's just too much. We've both kind of picked up extra shifts at work because we'll be taking this weekend off because of Forbidden Door shoot job. Um, and just there's not enough physical hours in the day, so we will be pushing our vengeance and midsummer reviews for our patreon listeners back but we will be recording stuff as we mentioned we've got some friends in town uh we will be putting out some content for our patrons yeah we're thinking of behind the bde to all patrons yeah. all the patrons will get a special behind the bde with some uh some friends involved i'm sure from live from the bde or the bsk house apparently yeah, yeah, behind yeah. the BSK, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. So uh, th- that's happening. We did do some shows, though. We did a Was Next, a retro NXT review. We looked at the January 8th, 2014 edition of NXT, where we looked at Baron Corbin in action, how things change, and they stay the same. Uh, we also looked at uh, Sasha Banks and Summer Rae and the best friends, mm-hmm. the the BFF, sorry, uh, kind of feuding with Bailey, which is pretty cool. Uh, Sami Zayn, Hot Young Babyface, but a lot going on. 2014 NXT was like really when it eventually took off. So we're it's getting there. It's yeah. really starting to get there. Going which back, is really exciting. We started this show a long time ago, yeah. and now we're kind of where NXT really gets cooking. Yeah. Uh, also on the Patreon last week or so was a review of the 2016 movie Suicide Squad, featuring uh, Harley Quinn, Jared Leto's Joker, Will Smith. Tons of fun stuff on that podcast, uh, talking about the Toronto filming locations. If anyone visiting Toronto needs us to know, just you need to know where they filmed Suicide Squad. We'll show you the places. Uh, uh, but that was out on the Patreon. But that was setting up for the big free show we just put out over on the Poison Rana feed. You like free movie reviews? You like Batman? Go check out our review of the Batman from 2022. We just our put bats. that out. Yeah, our bats. Really great chat. Colin Farrell, yeah. uh, Kurt Cobain, Batman, terrorism. We talk about it all. So Absolutely. fun stuff uh, over on the free feed. Again, hit that subscribe on Poison Rana. It's never a bad time to subscribe. Uh, as we've said before, they've changed how they do things. So your month starts whenever you subscribe. And we've got so much coming up. July's coming up, which is Shark Week. One of our favorite weeks here <laughs> at, at Poison Rana. So... What will we be talking about this year? I mean, look, we're talking about Baron Corbin and how he likes to, re- for whatever reason, still no reply on why he is using burn the ships. Burn the ships. But really, he's sinking the ships or sinking the subs, possibly. Oh, boy. Because, like, we're about to just throw a whole review out the door of NXT because the real subject is the Titanic submarine explorer that has gone missing in the ocean. I don't know if anyone's been following the story. It's kind of hard not to have heard about it by today, but it is just insane. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look this up. But like about yesterday, a bunch of rich people who spent like 
thousand each a ticket plus mm. to go in this little submarine to go underwater to look at the Titanic wreckage. They've like gone off connection. They've disconnected somehow. They've gone missing underwater in this wreckage, and it's terrifying because as we're recording this. These scientists and people are saying they've only got like 35 hours left if they're even still alive. It's so scary. It sounds like this thing was like an art attack submarine, you know, just bits and pieces. A Logitech controller? Oh my God. Gaming controller? uh, It's wild that like this stuff kind of still happens, but like absolutely terrifying for these these people. Just, Just, you know, sharing a 21 foot space with four other people sounds awful. Yeah. Alone, just, un- it's um, just rich people, and then there was the the killer whales attacking the rich people's yacht. What's going on, dude? There's the shark attack videos. You seen that? The guy just fully eaten on geez. video. There's the ocean's wild. It's we're getting what's coming to us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like eat the rich, burn the ships. I mean, yeah. Hope hope there's a happy ending to this. Yeah, I don't think there will be. It's sounding pretty bad. And like obviously the the internet takes jumping to like memes and and Titanic like you know Jack's down there somewhere look, look at that necklace yeah. is down there somewhere but so is this like ship that's just now floating around which is crazy but I'm I was just been fat I've been trying to get updates on I've been checking Twitter today like are, have they found them are they okay uh, still nothing so it's not just crazy good. like how like where we are with like technology and everything but the ocean it's still like there was that aircraft that went missing a few years ago remember that right, yeah. is it malaysia airlines yes. or something and you just think like you know we can see planets through a telescope and stuff but we still can't like you know yeah sonar the whole ocean to find to pinpoint exactly where this still thing is sub. it's it's really scary yeah i i mean you knew- shark week <laughs> but shark week's <laughs> coming up i mean yeah uh, i just I just like, even as a kid, Logitech, really? Like, you know, you know, you go to your friend's house and they're like, sorry, this controller is not a legit one. It's a it's Logitech always, one. It's you get it's your like, two oh, official man. ones, don't yeah. you? And then you get your siblings your and cousins know what we're talking about. Yeah. People come over. Yeah. <laughs> and they're using that to control yeah. the submarine. Like, oh man, maybe a shark ate them. Possibly. When is Shark Week? Later in July. Mid July, I think. Something nice, like that. nice. We'll have to get a poll up there. Yeah. But yeah, uh, send me the updates. We need the chat. You need to update us by the end of the show if they have. Uh, Frank says the Loch Ness might show up to save them. I don't think that's the same lake or ocean, but you never say never, right? Well, they they haven't found him in uh, in Scotland, have they? Get Ted dancing on the phone. Yeah, get Ted dancing on the case <laughs> or Nicholas Cage. <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, so what else is going on? We're going to talk about NXT, but you did a little bit of a solo uh, Poison Rana. Shout out Davey holding down the fort because I was playing some golf with my dad. So that was fun. But CM Punk is back. He's back. He came back. He cut a promo. He had his title in the bag like he's Ric Flair. Is this all setting up Punk v. MJF at All In? All In or All Out? Oh, right. That's um, the thing. That's because happened. they're back-to-back, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I think logically it makes sense. He didn't lose that title he didn't really finish his story with mjf either uh i do think that kind of makes sense it is going to be interesting and i i think we'll get a a sense this weekend in in toronto with collision uh how is punk going to be taken outside of chicago because uh it was definitely a heelish promo in my mind on saturday which obviously to his fans in chicago comes across as a babyface promo yeah i'm sure there's going to be a massive contingent especially here in the city where people are just 
I mean, Punk hasn't been in Toronto since WWE. So you're talking years, eight years probably at this point. Um, so nine, maybe even. Uh, it's going to be weird to see how he's taken here. I'm sure there are people just happy to see him, but I think it's going to be more audible booze and things. So where do you go with that? If he is going to lean heel against the biggest heel in the company, MJF. Um, but that does definitely seem the direction they'll be going. Yeah, I mean, after Forbidden Door, we'll see the directions of where they go, whether the, calling out the Bucks is, like, on purpose to, you know, further things now, going into, like, angles down the line where they have these matches. But I, I always think he sounded he sounded good. He always sounds yeah. good. I love his, his lines. I love the one, one Bill Phil, even though we all know the true one Bill. Well, not Big Bill, but Goldberg. He yeah. could have came out and said, like, hey, I, I'm part I'm of this big Bill. deal. Yeah, I'm one Big Bill. Uh, I just... Also, like, it wasn't necessarily sold out. And I know, like, lately these shows, hard cam, look pretty empty. Guys saying, like, yeah, you guys need me. It's like, really? Because we need someone else, it looks like. Because it, it looked kind of not full, yeah. you know? So I, I think there's a lot of, like, very uh, deliberate things in that promo that are going to get people that are maybe a little miffed with CM Punk riled up. The line about, uh, like softer than your favorite wrestlers it's like dude you you've like injured yourself twice yeah like in the space of a year and you cried because hangman hit you too hard you're scared of the guy with butterfly jeans yeah so like, like come it's, on, man. okay all right but then i think that is kind of a deliberate thing yeah, to yeah. make you and i have that opinion sure and fans of punk being like yeah fuck the elite like he's he's such a good talker so like sometimes it doesn't even matter what he says it's just like you 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 get engaged by it, but definitely liked it. It definitely they tried it. It's rampage to me. This show already. It's like they tried to do the exact same thing they did. It's just a, a sequel to rampage. It's gonna take. They they're really gonna need to put a lot behind. Um, you know, your Miros and Andrades to kind of rehab them to a point where they do feel special. I think both are very capable of being special, but I think there's just been so long where they've been misused where. They do feel like, oh yeah, oh yeah. This toy used Andrade. to be quite good. Like dust that off a bit. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to take time. I thought the wrestling was great. I, I did think the matches were all pretty good, um, but it didn't didn't quite feel like a dynamite, like an A show to me yet. Yeah. Uh, so tickets like have been moving a bit more since they've been announcing Punk for these Collision shows, but still like not a crazy like big amount. Just kind of looking at it, and I'm wondering like. Kicking off this this show that's supposed to be like oh our big you know a a two R B show already like is is tough when people who bought tickets like you looking at tickets this week for these shows mm. the prices have gone drastically yeah. down it's like a four you know four for a three deal a four for two kind of deals people but, learned people learned last time they were in town yeah you know because they burn people and it's, people don't forget <laughs> we're absolutely gonna go um, but. Yeah. I'm I'm not buying a ticket anytime soon. Uh, RYN in the chat says, tell me when I'm telling lies. Yeah, whenever he said that, I was just thinking of Bobby Fish. Yeah, Bobby Fish has released a new t-shirt that says, tell me when I'm telling. Really? Bobby Fish, hustling. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, interesting to see where AEW goes. I want them to succeed. I love, I love them. We're hyped for all the shows we're going to, especially this weekend. And it would be interesting to see where like Punk fits in if he does wrestle in Toronto this week, so... Like we'll it's uh, apparently he's it's likely he's going to be on Dynamite. 
this week. Okay. Um, I believe uh, the Elite are maybe pre-recorded stuff and not on the show this week. Cool. Which is probably a good idea if they're going into this pay-per-view as baby faces. You don't want really to go home them being booed out of the building. So yeah. I think that's strategic and it makes sense. It's in Chicago, so Punk will be there. Uh, probably setting up, we assume, Kenta at this point. I mean, with all the like discourse on with Kenta just going off, I would imagine that's because they have this match. But mm. I don't know who can hit the the GTS the best. Yeah, we'll see. It ain't Punk, <laughs> but we'll see. No, it's not. It, like that match in twenty twenty three isn't really yeah. lighting the world on fire. Ten years ago, yeah, cool. Twenty years ago, yeah. I mean. But like, uh, but I'm sure it could be fun. Yeah. Like, you've already got some really solid matches announced for this card. So, Punk Kenta. They've announced a meet and greet before Collision on the Saturday with Sanada, Ishii, Shingo, and I think Okada. So, that means, like, or Tanahashi, maybe. That means, like, Ishii's here. Shingo's here. Like, let's get them announced in some matches because I want to see I'm, that. Now we've got all the singles. I'm kind yeah. of for the wacky yeah. six-mans. Just wild teams that make no sense being put For together. For sure. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, that ended up being quite fun last year. I think we all did feel a bit like, okay, but where's the dream Where's match? the real matches? And we've we got the them? dream matches this time. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm hyped for, for the, all that stuff coming up with AEW. But, okay, well, let's talk about some NXT here tonight. It's NXT time. It's Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. We go to the... Performance Center. We go to the where? What's this place called? The, the CW, CWC. The CWC. Um, and we kick things off here with Gold Rush here tonight. This is Gold Rush Night One, Night Two next week live. And tonight we see a little video recap of what's going on, including Braun Breaker showing up earlier today and Seth Rollins, the WWE Heavyweight Champion, showing up. They're ready for that match is happening later tonight. See, everyone, I don't know about you, Davey, but everyone was hyped. Oh, wow, Seth Rollins is going to defend his title on NXT. Can't wait. To, I'm going to have to tune in to, to see that. And I just kept thinking to myself, yeah, but I got to tune in to see what's going on with Vaughn and his hot therapist. And, yeah. well, sadly, we didn't get we to that. We went even deeper than <laughs> I was way yeah. off. So we'll get to that. Uh, we start off with a video with the journey to becoming a champion becomes a rush to desire, a desire of gold. We hear this like country hip hop song a whole bunch tonight uh, playing. And we kick off with gold on the line, the North American championship on the line. Wesley putting it up against Tyler Bate with a special guest referee, Ali. So Ali recently jumped over to NXT and he sees that Wes and Tyler are beefing over some stuff. And says, guys, I'll be your ref. And I'll call it right down the middle. He's got almost the Shawn Michaels vibe going on. Not quite. That's Sleeveless. Shorts. Yeah. He hasn't got the, yeah, the, shorts. the short bicycle shorts. Yeah, yeah. Well, this starts off. And Wes and Tyler are like kind of matching each other's athleticism and skill here. But they start to notice, and we as the audience, that Ali is counting like really fast counts. One count and then really slow counts. And he's going back and forth. And Wes and Tyler, so he's not on anyone's side. Mm. He's not doing it just for one person. But he's kind of smiling and laughing. At, like, not laughing, but teasing them as they're, like, hitting different counters on each other and going for pinfalls. He's, like, messing with their mind, kind of doing these fast and slow counts. And they get, they're getting a little confused as they still kind of are hitting and countering each other. Like, Wes hitting this, like, awesome front flip escapes and stuff. As they go to break, the story is just Ali is... 
like being a bit cheeky here. When we come back from break, we see this huge inside out lariat from bait to Wes for a near fall. They then start uppercutting each other back and forth. Lee eventually hits his drop kick to the shoulder blades, but then gets an exploder out of the corner, but gets the knees up when Bate goes for the standing star. He goes for the cardiac kick, but then it's countered into Tyler Bate's clothesline. I think we called that they would do this spot again since mm. they did it in that triple threat. It's very similar moves that they both do. Eventually, Lee is trying to superplex Bate to the outside, but he gets hit with the bop bang. And Wes is just laying on the outside. They both hit the bot bang on each other. On each other. So, so both fall. Yeah, Wes falls to the outside. So then uh, Bates on the inside. Ali then goes in the ring. It goes out the ring. Wakes up Wesley. Like slaps him in the face a few times and says, "Come on, you got this. Let's go." Gets him in the ring. Yeah, sorry. Goes in the ring to check on Tyler and kind of wakes him up as well. But Tyler's like, "Yo, like." Leave me alone, kind of thing. What do you? Why are you helping this guy up? I would have won this match, mm. count out, whatever. But as they're like, kind of a little bit of a discourse there, the cardiac kick connects to Bait and almost Ali, and Ali counts it like a normal count. Thus, Wesley retains the title. Yeah, I found this really disappointing. Uh, Wesley has had an incredible run with this title and a lot of very memorable, uh, entertaining matches. Tyler Bate is fantastic. These two should have had a really good match. The Mustafa Ali stuff was just confusing. I didn't mind the finish. I liked the idea of him being this ref who's calling it down the middle and is like, nah, we're not having this title match end in a count out and kind of fire them bo- both up. thought the finish worked fine. It was the stuff early on that just completely took me out of it. Um, like with the fast counts, the slow counts... Like, yeah, I, I kind of liked his mannerisms. I liked his like shit eating grin as he's doing it and like fucking with them. But there hasn't really been any indication that he's been messing with them the previous weeks. And I thought if he was going to do this, it would have made more sense for him to have like, you know, aligned with bait. And this is something that they've been planning together where, yeah, we're going to screw him out by doing fast counts. But it, it didn't really lead to anything. And it just took away from what could have been a a really good match. And I didn't think the match really ever got going because of this ref nonsense. Yeah, totally disappointing with this match. On paper, these two should have had like a match of the night. I mean, like they're so talented. And right away, it threw me off out of the match when the first fast count, then the slow one as well to the opposing. It's like, okay, this is silly. I mean, I feel now you can lead to like bait challenging Ali so at the end yeah he gives him a maybe winning that and Ali going on to challenge Wesley but I think you could as I said I think you could have achieved that just by doing this end spot where him as the ref is like nah we're not ending this with a count out yeah you know like get back in there get in the ring let's do this let's fight and then kind of messing it up for bait and bait losing so afterwards bait like gives him a dirty look like because they both do they're both Ali yeah Ali like is in the ring smiling like ah what a match and both of them are like nah you like ruined our match like what are you what are you doing so maybe a triple threat between these three or triple threat or the two singles. I could yeah. see Ali beating Bait and then right, to get okay. the match. Um, Damn. Or, yeah, are we just going to get more of main roster people coming down to be like, do you want to just piss around in NXT? You know, Pretend they're your friends and then just annoy them. Yeah, come down, just fuck around. Yeah, I don't know, find out. But yeah, pretty disappointed with that considering they should have banged. There's a way better match in between these yeah. two out there in the future, hopefully. 
We get a video for Gigi Dolan. She's talking about art and how art is an expression. It shows her walking through like giant murals of paintings and graffiti outside. And she's talking about her upbringings and she's talking about escapes and saying that she's been rejected, but kind of how NXT has become her true home and like she's not going anywhere. And, and you know, here she's not going to be rejected. Yeah, I, I think Gigi's been working since the babyface turn. I think having her as this like, uh, yeah, reject, like tough upbringing, going more into her, like personal life, I think has actually helped with this character. Yeah, I think we just need to figure out what to do with that post-JC thing. Like, finally, we're away from that. Let's completely reset. And I think they're trying to do that with somewhat of a backstory and, and yeah. going for that. So good good on that, for sure. Kiana James is backstage. She, she just saw that promo, and she goes, Gigi calls that art. I call that a waste <laughs> of real estate. Why would you put art over there? You could sell that for money. Great little line there. She then says, I'm not fueled by rejection. I'm fueled by results. And Gigi is just mediocre. And maybe I'll have to show her a lesson. So Kiana James saying, screw your art. Yeah, I kind of keep forgetting these two are feuding right now. Oh, yeah. Um, like Kiana kind of, I, I felt the the Brooks Jensen story with like those guys kind of ended with a bit of a whimper. Um, yeah, it kind of. I, just I liked I liked the stuff like Brooks and Briggs getting back together, but I felt her story kind of she didn't really have much of an end to that. So, um, kind of starting from the beginning again with this feud. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good line about wasted real estate. Yeah. Well, we then see there's Duke Hudson and Thea Hale. They're getting ready for the Chase University pep rally that's up next and when we come back from break that's exactly what it is the chase you pep rally and celebration of thea hale for her title match next week for gold rush duke hudson's in the ring by himself and he hypes up thea hale he has uh the ring is all in the andre chase colors some balloons and then pictures of thea on each side and he's talking about victory is the name of the game but next week when she beats Tiffany Stratton, she will become the youngest NXT champion in history. Uh, out comes Thea Hale with a bunch of cheerleaders and Chase University students. And uh, what? there's the mullet guy. There's uh, Charlie Dempsey, Duke Hudson, and Drew Gulak. And yeah, I don't know who that mullet guy is, but he looks like Starburns from like... <laughs> from or the like, community. Yeah, or like the neighbor in Office Space. I don't know. He just right. it looks great. I don't know who he is, but it's great. Uh, he, Thea then is like, hey, thank you, everybody. And she says that when people grow up, they all have dreams like cum laude and championships. But I just recently graduated high school and I didn't want to be a lawyer or Olympian. I wanted to be a WWE superstar. And I don't need no national championships or masters to do that. Uh, and next week, I will become NXT champion, NXT women's champion. When Gulak is like, sorry, did you... Did you say you just graduated high school? She's like, yeah. And he goes, oh, what? you're that like, what? Like, wow. Okay. That's, that's pretty wild. That, no wonder you're like a rookie, like you're young. And she says, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank Mr. Chase. So hi, Mr. Chase. I know you're watching at home. And she says, I also want to thank you, Duke and Charlie and Drew. And we're going to give an, a, an a, uh, Andre Chase-sized ass-whooping when Tiff comes out and just kind of rips their pep rally, says it's pretty lame and, and gross, and says that you got lucky, but there's 0% chance, and everyone knows that. Duke then does uh, his best Mean Girls impression and says that's, 
that's not so fetch, and then says that Thea Hale at 19 years old will win the NXT Women's title next week. And Tiff says, you're not going to tap me out. So that's exactly what Thea does. She drops her, puts her in the Kimura. Tiff is tapping out and everyone in the pep rally is laughing at her. And then she rolls out and escapes. Yeah, this is pretty fun. I think uh, I think Thea at 19 is very confident with all her character work. She's got the Scrappy-Doo stuff down perfectly. Uh, Andre, uh, sorry, Duke Hudson kind of, when Thea thanked Andre Chase, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks, Professor Chase. Kind of not very sincere, which is interesting because last week he kind of called him and was like, sir, we need to sort out Chase U. Shit's going down. Uh, so still not quite sure what Duke's agenda is. Well, let's, let's be fair to Duke here. She's like, hey, you know, thanks, Andre Chase. Why? Since you've been gone. Since things Chase is better. Yeah, yeah, things have been better since he left. So uh, I wonder with Thea, like, how she's still, like, pretty green and got a lot of seasoning to do. But also, I can see WWE wanting to capitalize on how young she is and having this That's character crazy. on yeah. the main roster you know like being this young and playing kind of this school kid essentially Scrappy in dude. this uh roster of adults i could see them actually hot shotting her at some point to the main roster damn okay yeah because they you, we thought that with roxanne that like the young gimmick mm. i i like it better here when she's like oh i don't need to be a lawyer i don't like Roxanne's was like, oh, I watched wrestling every day, and then I took a bus and went to training, and I just, like, this girl's like, I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't wanna. It's like a bit more in- interesting take on that character yeah. and funnier in a, in a way. Which, not, but not there's only a, a window of time you can really yeah, play yeah. with her, like, until yeah, yeah. she's just the yeah. same age as everyone else, you I know? guess. Well, we, that match is next week, and I'm looking forward to it. We go to the schism. They're backstage. This was after their match, I think. They're upset that they lost, and Joe Gacy's just preaching his Joe Gacy stuff, and Jagger Reed kind of steps up and says, you know, all you do is preach, and you're making decisions for us, and and Ava Rain steps in and goes, oh, come on, togetherness is important, and says enough that our, our tree will not fall from one single chop. Four roots, one tree. So Ava Rain kind of being the the... The mind of the the group here, but it also some shifty eyes from yeah, the so dyads. It's Jagger and Rip want out. Yeah, essentially. Um, Took I'm, them long enough to realize that. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping maybe like this is a, a split and a call up for these guys. I think they're they're trying to kind of rehab the tag division. It seems a little bit mm. and. Um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will need opponents. Like they, I feel like they've already ran through most people. So maybe a split and have them go up, be a GYV again to move to main roster would be good. Especially if they've worked out something with them wanting to leave. It's like, well, okay, how about we like finish off yeah. NXT stuff and let's give main roster a go. Yeah, I don't want to assume anything what happened, but when the stories came out of, hey, these guys asked for their release, they were then put on TV and had banger matches yep. and probably went, see? And now they're setting the seeds for a breakup. So, so I I love these guys. We've so. seen them over the last months, like dropping, you know, like the... Uh, contacts. Contacts. Yeah. Uh, Jagger Reed's grown his beard out again. They're wearing just more their normal clothes, yeah. that kind of thing. So, yeah, and I, and I think it can work with just Ava and and Gacy. Sure, 
Yeah. No, I'm. I'd be. I'd be pretty hyped to see the GYV back as that form because these guys are talking like they're pretty funny. They're pretty heelish. They're amazing wrestlers. And mm. you know what? As much as I've hated on Gacy before, also l- been liking him as well. So maybe this isn't just the best pair. You anymore. see the momentum LA Knight's getting right now on the main roster because the guy can talk. Yeah. You know Gibson. We haven't heard him for so long. Yeah. But Gibson can talk. Oh yeah. And that like initial sort of like UK championship NXT run when it would go in front of a US crowd for the first time, seeing this guy for the first time, he'd get heat so quickly because he's so good. Um, so it, it's kind of weird because obviously they want to do the the branding on the names and the, the creating new gimmicks and stuff. But I totally see these guys just reverting back. Just do it like FTR did. Like, change your names to some... Keep these names, I guess. The Jagger Reed names. I don't know. They're kind of terrible, but whatever. They're terrible names. But, like, but... G- give your nick- your tag team a name. Don't call yourself the Dyad. Call it, I don't know, G- another abbreviation, yeah. and you're fine. Look what FTR did. People go, oh, the Revival? Oh, yeah, FTR. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. Uh, yeah. G- GYV? GYV, yeah. Even that name is not the greatest. I just think they're good. So I, yeah. I do. Maybe this is a little bit of a tip off that we will. A, they're gone, <laughs> or you know, they're they're getting some some greener grass. Hopefully, maybe main roster is what you're saying. I would like that. That would be cool. What who are Sammy and uh, KO facing next next few weeks at Money in the Bank? Uh, they've got a match on the SmackDown before. Okay, in London, okay, I believe. See, so could have had these guys. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, entry-level, these guys feuding with, like, Alpha Academy, those kind of street profits, those kind of people, you yeah. know? And then, yeah, like, absolutely. I think uh, they need more teams. Yeah. And, like, these guys are ready. Completely. Shoes off. They've been ready for years at this point. Yeah. We go to an NXT Anonymous video, which I'm, I thought this NXT Anonymous was the same person who was attacking people, but I was mis- No, no, I was no, no. wrong. They've been there yeah. seeing all the Right, right. Just spying on people. We see JC Jane enters the building. She's uh, on the phone when Lyra Valkyria walks up to her and says, you got a problem with me? And JC's like, no, I don't got a problem with you. I don't care at all. Get out of here. It's just locker room chatter. Some locker room banter. Mm. Uh, She then says, like, no, I wasn't saying anything. So Lyra walks off and goes, I should have kicked her in the face. So we're probably going to this match. Lyra and JC. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't think we ever will find out who NXT Anonymous is. I think it's more just a device to like show shit that's happened backstage. Right. Like, it's Stevie Turner. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's anyone. I, okay. I just think it's a right. a gimmick they use to be like instead of just earlier today. It's like oh, we've got this. Yeah, what was the other one? ITV or uh, the the one on Raw in the years ago with Val Venus and oh yeah, I forgot. yeah. Well, we go to our next match. It's a number one contendership for the... Uh, we've te- got the uh, Diamond Mine, no? Oh, right. The Diamond Mine. Were, what, I, I missed this one. Sorry. Uh, they were with Ivy. Oh, this was pretty horrible. Um, Julius and his glasses, uh, Brutus and Ivy, and they're talking about, oh, look, it looks like there's just some dissension between the, the schism there, and they call them a cancer to NXT, and that they basically, like, they elute... They, bring up the fact that they wanted their release. They were like, oh, "Oh, you know, if they don't even want to be here, don't be here. And then they start making fun of, uh, like, they make fun of Julius's big head. And then Julius says to Brutus, oh, it's hard to see you all the way down there to Brutus because he's smaller. And then they make fun of 
Ivy's dent in her forehead. Oh my god! And then they're like, "Oh, and look at your cauliflower ears, Julius." These guys, I am huge fans of, but they, they, they're bad actors. And Julius, I think, has had some pretty good fiery yeah. promos in the past. Just doing this goofing around stuff. It's, it's are they lame. turning heel? They need to. I think they need an edge because yeah, uh, yeah. this is just them being friends and goofing around. It's it's very lame, I think, and it doesn't make these guys seem cool at all. So I'm hoping we just need a bit of an edge from these guys. Their wrestling's fantastic, and I think Julius is capable of a good promo, but this stuff doesn't work. Yeah, uh, put him with Braun. Mm. That's the unit there, the three of them, Braun and Diamond Mine. Let's go. Braun and the Creeds. Uh, yeah, not been liking these things with them uh, too much, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's time to change up for them. They're, they could go to the main roster as well with Braun. Triple threat tag team match, number one contendership. The winner of this gets to face Gallus, uh, I think next week, they said, for the gold rush or possibly, if depending on some kidnappings later tonight. It's a triple threat. It's Hank and Tank versus Briggs and Jensen versus Malik Blade and Idris and Ofe. So all these teams fought each other, and now they're all fighting each other, but as teams. You'd love to see Yes. It. So uh, this starts off with just a bunch of them like going at it with everyone booting each other and kicking each other. Uh, Idris hits this like uh, pretty sweet-looking bulldog on Briggs for a near fall. Uh, Gallus is watching backstage just like, ah, look at these losers. Uh, there's a huge pounce by Hank Walker on Idris. Shout out Monty Brown. Uh, it's all breaking down. We're all punching each other. Uh, Briggs and Jensen go for their patented, like, guy leaning on the ropes, double punch. But as they do, Idris and Malik hit, like, double topes to both of them. And then Hank and Tank hit, like, double Vader bombs to the outside. Yeah, like springboard Vader bombs to the yeah, floor. Yeah, to the floor. It's kind of cool. H- Hagger bomb, swagger bomb, yeah. too, kind of thing. Uh, to the floor there. And then they get a big reaction. In the ring, Hank has... Uh, Idris up with this like wheelbarrow into a slam, which looked pretty cool, almost like the bubble bomb uh, for a near fall. There's then a commercial break. When we're back, uh, a Jensen hits his patented spin heel kick. They finally hit the Briggs and Jensen double like punch thing, and then there's like clotheslines and lariats. You know, Briggs and Jensen have been watching their uh, old All Japan tapes and Stan, Stan Hansen. Yeah, uh, Briggs is like short arm lariat. Yeah, he did. It was great. He's a beast. Uh, Idris and Malik then are like doing crazy double team moves. Idris Mario jumps off Briggs back to like hit a drop kick to someone else. I was stunned by that one. Uh, more chaos and lariats. Eventually a snap fallaway slam from Tank, who's in there like just a bat out of hell, throwing people around, but eventually gets super kicked and then the heart attack, but it's Blade who ends up hitting the splash on Tank to get the one, two, three and Malik Blade and Idris and Ofe are going to Gold Rush for a chance at the tag titles in a pretty fun match. Yeah, I thought this was fun. I, I think the right team won. It made sense. The story was kind of building that they, you know, needed to fight each other to become a better tag team. So it only really makes sense that they're the ones to move forward. Yeah. Um, but I really liked seeing how all these guys have improved. Um, Briggs and Jensen, I, I think, are so solid now at this point and could be a real sort of like, you know, APA style team on the main roster just go in and beat the shit out of people and have pretty fun matches. Yeah. I think they've come along <laughs> such a far way because we used to really make fun of these guys. Uh, and it's it's nice to see. And I think Hank and Tank, who are 
the most green of these six, just like they're, you know, changing their look up. Like, their gear looks way better. They looked way better. Hank looked way better than he's ever looked here. Uh, he, he hit, like, a pretty pretty nifty move in, in this match they, as well. They both did, yeah. yeah. I really love that sit-out bomb and then that, like, fall-away slam from Hank. From yeah, Hank. so I think that's when I like watching, you know, NXT, when you really see these guys step up. And uh, I thought this was a pretty fun six-man. And I do like the NXT-style, um, sorry, three-way tags. With, yeah. Like, three in the ring at the same time it's, it's it makes more interesting. it way more exciting I yeah think. no i i like briggs and jensen being apa they could do more moves like that i think like get more things in their repertoire to to go that brawling like, style like Briggs did like a a big boot to sort of hank that caused a ddt to the yeah league, something I think, like that was was pretty, there's some pretty cool stuff um, in this. there was a bit of kind of waiting to like break up spots at oh some one point. of them like yeah. i think the ref was it stefan here yeah Kind of watch Mustafa Ali because it was a very slow, slow count, so Briggs can get in there in time. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's it's chaotic these kind of matches, so you kind of uh, understand why. But uh, no, I thought this was fun. Hank and Tank, loving Hank them. Tank connection, looking great. They even got matching shirts and yeah. gear. You love to see it. We see uh, Gallus. They're watching this. They're like, ah, who cares about these guys? We need to hit the pub. Let's go. When uh, Humberto and Angel Garza show up and say, you know, hey, we'd eventually like a match with you people. Forget these guys. You should fight us because we're looking for those tag team titles. And uh, Gallus are like, get lost. And Joe Coffey says, uh, hasta luego. <laughs> Does that mean goodbye? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I wonder where this is all going because Garza and Humberto have come in as heels, it feels like. Yeah. Um, which would lead me to think that you could have Malik and Idris win next week and then feud with these guys. But there's still the, the Tony D story where they, Tony needs to get free to kind of go for these championships too. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure where, uh, the, what are they called? Los Lotharios are, are fitting into all this quite yet. Like they're good too. They are good. I'm and looking forward like to seeing them mix in there with these. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Like there'd be some good matches. I'm just not sure what the heels calling out heels here. We then go to Eddie Thorpe. He's backstage. He's got his DJ deck, and he's spinning. Must have been a silent disco. You know, one of those? Yeah. You ever seen? You ever, I've been to them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, What do you think of those? Where it's They're like, fun. Everyone has headphones on, and you can change the channel of what the DJ is playing. It's great to talk to people. It's uh, a great way to meet people. Yes. And I like when, like, you're slow dancing with someone, and then everyone's like, way and, like, jumping around you. And then you like, like, different tempos. Then you flip the channel, and it's... What's going on? Yeah, it's fun. So Eddie Thorpe's doing that. So he brings his whole kit to backstage. I mean, his his kit is not, like, too crazy. This is, like... No, but he's also not booked in a match this week. He could have just stayed at home and DJed at home. Is he working on his set? I don't understand. I could not hear the music. There was no. No, music. he did have his headphones. On. Okay, so yeah. he's, just, he's just mixing in the locker room. I think that would have been better. I think people would have been like, "Wow, thanks, Eddie, for the tunes." No, no. Working uh, out. As someone who lives with someone who makes music uh, and doesn't wear earphones, um, no, headphones are good. Like, why headphones, would you go to headphones work? are there for a reason? But like, why would you go to work with your whole like? I get they're trying to push like, hey, this guy, hey, if you're not familiar with him, to he's be a DJ. fair, I take my laptop to work, and when it's quiet i'm trying to make things for up You're next like, poison rana so uh like i, do, I get it i do think there's a missed opportunity of a dj character in wrestling like dj z bless him he's on the main roster he's just not mm. doing that that 
gimmick anymore, but still, like, that works. Because, like, in today's age, that's such a thing in the world of DJs and, mm. you know, people, there could be whole things with requests and stuff like that. But, like, maybe they're trying to incorporate that more, so I do applaud that. But here he is just like, oh, oh, hey, Damon Kemp, you want to talk to me? Okay, hold on, let me just finish this. I remix. guess it, it's how you introduce it, because I think there's criticisms with, you know, when you have these... Take Via, who's got that incredible million-dollar arm story, right? which has never, apart from calling his move that, they've never tapped into that. And yeah. you think, why? There's a Disney film made about this guy, and why are they not doing that? So I think, you know, NXT with Eddie Thorpe's a DJ, Gigi's background, Von's head, like, it's, <laughs> Everyone's it's got trying to story. tap into some more personal stuff and see what connects and... Uh, Ginobili in the YouTube chat says, put him with Hit Row. <laughs> He'll DJ so. for them. They come out. Yeah. yeah. They get beat. <laughs> <laughs> they get beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hit Row. Loving, loving them right now. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> He's not, that dude's not even got the, 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 sh- the collectibles show anymore now. The Hidden no, Treasures. Yeah. Damn. I thought he was good on that. He I, was. He was. I think there's, I do think they've kind of, uh, like, Top Dollar is not good in ring. Don't get me wrong. No. I've liked Ashanti before. He's been fine. Yeah. Um, but I think they could have done more with his, like, talking, diss tracks and that kind of thing. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. like, but whatever. They're just a joke now. This so, time. like, Eddie Thorpe, maybe he'll start his own, like, music. Like, yeah. we maybe a different group, but that's not, like, hip-hop. That's, mm. like, you know, DJ or something like that. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot even well, to mention. We talk about yeah, this I was going to say what actually happened is he's DJing and and Damon Kemp shows up and I mean this went from mild this went from mild to wild in a span of seconds because here is a guy DJing to no one to then Damon Kemp being like, "Hey, should I bring back Raw Underground?" And Eddie Thorpe's like, uh, "I don't know, should we?" And Damon says, "Yeah, you and me, no ropes." Raw Underground, coming to NXT. We kind of, like, we were joking about the ambulance match last week, but we did say Fight Pit, and I think think Fight Pit's been drafted to the main roster now at this point, along with War Games, so I think this is essentially... So Bloodsport in WWE is now called Raw Underground. Yeah. Okay. Um... I'm... I am actually interested to see this, because I do like Kemp's kind of wrestling background, and... The way it was presented on Raw sucked. But, you know, different person in charge. I think I think this could be a bit more like more blood sport than sick, sick, sick. Sick. You know? Sick. So I, it, I think it's not ma- gonna be the same without him. He no, has to show up. Uh but I think the match kind of does make sense, the match stip. Like I'm yeah. I'm kinda of down to see how it will be presented here. Sick. Well we have like the the strippers in the background. We need the strippers. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't don't bring it over if we're not having Shane McMahon and strippers. And I mean, Davicato's got a new gig again. We know he's set. He'll just come back. And he was in there, right? He was in there. He was fighting people. Moss was fighting people around the world today. Yeah. Who else was there? So many people in the fight. Uh, oh, the, um, the who's the Riddick Moss? Sick. He, he was a fight pitter, wasn't he? Sorry, a raw undergrounder. <laughs> I'm so excited. So yeah, this was it's just funny. They're calling it raw, raw underground, underground on NXT. Yeah, great name, guys. D- Damon Kemp's just been catching up on pandemic era wrestling. Has he? He's watched. He's like, huh? 
Next week, he's like, I want an eye for an eye match. It's like, what? <laughs> Damn. So, a uh, Raw Underground match in two weeks on NXT. Yeah. We're going to Raw Underground. It's going to be sick. sick. Shane McMahon should show up. Yeah. That would be... How's his leg doing? Uh, he has been training. Oh, good for him. He's getting ready for that Mania match. We also had, as this was happening, you saw Roxanne kind of storm off behind them, and then you hear like some metal Pipes. clanking, and Classic. she's taken out Blair Davenport. Yeah, she punched her in the face and said, what, you're like, you want to attack me? You want to talk about me? Like, I, I, I enjoyed Roxanne's promo last week, and I, I like that she's getting a bit more of an edge with this feud. Uh, I'm surprised we never really saw this against Cora. Yeah, we didn't get into that as much. As, like, she didn't show that But also, Blair is pretty seasoned, so I think these two will have a pretty good match when it comes around to it. Yeah. Well, after that, we go to Seth Rollins. He's with Nathan Frazier. Uh, and, you know, he's the one who trained him. Brave mm-hmm. and the Bold, right? So a little bit of a teacher-student moment here. But after talking with him, he is welcomed by... The NXT champion, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And at first, Carmelo's like, hey, I want to come in here and say what up. And Seth is just no-selling him. He's quiet. He's quiet. And then, ah, <laughs> just laughs. Uh, he then says, of course, I had you there for a second. And Melo says, from champ to champ, I got to pay my respects. You know, you were the guy here. You made NXT. And now I have the title. And Seth says, yeah, well, the title looks good on you. You're making NXT proud with that. And then says, but hey, Melo, my eyes are up here. Stop staring at this title. Worry about your own title right now. Maybe one day you'll hold this. And then laughs at again. And then they kind of give a little bit of a respect thing to each other here. It really reminds me of the Was Next episode we've been watching when main roster talent come down. Yeah. And it's always just, you know, there to like... Punk and Seth. Punk and Seth do yeah. it. Cena came down for a bit. Yeah. Like, just to put over, who's your baby face here? Let's give them some respect. I think throughout this show, we had, like, a little video showing just Seth, like, like snapshots of him, his whole career in NXT. I think we could have actually had a bit more, like, focusing on, you know, him beating Jinder in that tournament. and show Because right. I think it, it was in an era when... A lot of people weren't watching NXT yet. It was pre-network when Seth was champion. And I think it would have been a good thing to be like, hey, look, this guy started off with this, and now he's the guy. Right. Raw. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Especially calling it Gold Rush. They, I think that's so. what they were going off of, yeah. that, that first tournament. So, But yeah, I, I always like when we see this in NXT, and they haven't done it in so long. So it did feel like those old school, like, oh, the champ from WWE main roster is here with yeah. this champ. It, it looks good. It's it's even ba- like akin to like when Raw and SmackDown would eventually, like the champions would see each other, like, mm. uh, and they're baby faces. They'd be like, oh, okay, like, cool. But th- this means more, I think, because they rarely cross over, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's, it's always like, oh, well, then, you know, in a, two years' time when these two are having matches, We'll go like, I remember when yeah. they had that little thing. And you that know, match so. would be pretty good. I think so. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement, because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. 
Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. We go to Dana Brooke versus Cora Jade. Grudge match. Dana Brooke returned to NXT and said, hey, I'm a free agent. I don't have much going on. I can wrestle. Let's let's wrestle. So she started some beef with Cora Jade out of that battle royal. She actually isn't a free agent. She is a raw superstar, but was like, I ain't getting booked on Raw. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm here. here. Yeah, nice. Uh, so uh, this is Dana Brooks just beating on Cora Jade here, kind of angry at her for Cora running her mouth. Uh, does some face slams. Cora comes back with bashes to the mat as well. Uh, Brooke hits a huge drop kick and then a huge knee strike. And then um, when she's in the ropes, it's Jade who hits her with like a pop-up knee. But it looked like Brooke like tweaks her face or knee or something and then goes for her handspring in the corner, but completely breaks, like Buckles. bends her knee. Yeah, just completely goes down and starts selling the knee and how she's in a lot of pain. And the ref is checking on her and they go to commercial break like out of nowhere. When we come back, there's doctors stretching Dana Brooke out and she's like, no. I want to fight her. So she gets off the stretcher and goes back to beating up Cora Jade. They go in the ring, but Jade, of course, works the leg, keeps working the knee and attacking it. There's like some hope spots here, but eventually it's a single leg crab from Cora Jade as Brooke is screaming. She's almost got the ropes, is dragged to the middle. She won't tap out. And Booker T says, you know, this ref's got to do something here. Dana Brooke could get injured. Well, that's exactly what the ref did. The ref goes... You're not going to tap, but you're, you've been in this hold for a while. And Brooke is like, no, I'm not going to tap. So the ref says, ah, the match is over anyways. So the uh, NXT screw job of 2023 is Dana Brooke uh, did not tap out, but was forced submission. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of this. I'm, I'm not a fan of worked injury spots. Um, for me, they don't make sense. You watch matches where they're putting each other through tables and like thumbtacks and stuff like that, and they continue, yet uh, I kind of feel once stretches have come out, you call the match off. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, like it's over. K- the bell, wise, the bell like, should have been rung. The bell should have been rung. And I, I, I do like that kind of distinction when, you know, I think it is important. If someone's legit hurt, you separate. But from when it's worked, separate, Cora should be like, no, and just on top of her. Yeah, so yeah. I, I hate that. Uh, I also thought, Dana actually looked a little sluggish in this match and a few kind of missed spots. I just, yeah, I, I wasn't into this. But I imagine we're probably getting, what, an I quit match between these two? She's got to quit NXT again? So Dana's yelling, like, as she is being stretched off. I didn't going, quit. I didn't tap. I, I didn't, didn't tap. tap. So submission I feel match. like we're getting, yeah, submission or a or an I quit match. I didn't necessarily hate, like, <laughs> I thought Dana Brooks acting in the submission hold and the injury yeah. and everything like that was really good. I've, I've definitely said it before. I'm not a huge fan of Cora Jade. She didn't do anything this match. I hate that move that's like, I'm going to take your back of your head and slam you into the mat. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, anyone can do that. And it's just so, like, the most basic thing. And it seems to be, like, her patented move. Just, ha, grab you and throw you to the... Like, I, I, I did not like the match, but I did think Dana Brooke shined in the whole angle thing. Her, sell- her selling was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But I agree with you. And I, actually, like, did that knee-buckling thing like it looked... It looked really painful. You could say this in, in wrestling, like you could agree or maybe not, but like to use things that we know, like, hey, throwing up the X, that's now been turned into like, we know that's them doing it now because yeah. it's like part of it. Now they're doing, go to break, frantically. Yeah. Come back, stretch. They're doing all the stuff that they do when there is, 
they're trying to evolve that, but it's like don't just don't do that in rest. Just do the match. Yeah, you could have had just Cora beat her up, cheat to win, and to, something. to me it just kayfabe doesn't make sense. It's what? like when, when we've seen it in AEW do it a lot. Sammy Guevara does it a lot. Yeah, where he's we're going to picture and picture. Okay, I'm going to be injured on the outside for three minutes. It's like the match is over. You're counted out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, your knee hurts for three minutes. You're done. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I I I wasn't too big into that, and especially with the ref thing earlier with Ali. It's like, what's going on with these refs? There's mm-hmm. got to be a new ref gimmick coming soon to fix all the refs in NXT because there's just too many mess-ups. Uh, I mean, that's what... Didn't Damon Kemp call him out last week? Yeah, exactly. Too yeah. many ref mis- mishaps. Right, main event time. The ma- <laughs> yeah, main event time, as I said. We're trying to find out what's going on with Von Wagner and his therapist. But that does not happen here today. No therapist. The therapist... Is Robert Stone. Mm. We get a video here earlier in today in the empty arena here at NXT. Von Wagner sitting down with Robert Stone. And he says, yeah, I, I came here to NXT. And when I got here, nobody cared about me. But you, Robert Stone, you cared about me when no one else did. And, and Stone goes, Von, what about the picture? And he holds up the picture of Von Wagner as a baby with a big old head with stitches all over Mm. it, covered in it. And he says, uh, like, what's going on? So Vaughn says, I guess it's time to explain my story. And he mentions that when he was 15 months old, he had, I'm definitely getting this wrong, trigonocephaly. Oh, man, definitely try. Either spell check totally, you know, screwed me here or I just... Completely butchered in how to say it, but uh, talking about uh, how he was an infant and his brain had like specific growths in different areas, and so he had to have surgery at 15 months. Yeah, it was saying like babies like like heads change shape and stretch and yeah. things, and his didn't, so it stayed like <laughs> compacted, right? So 14 hour surgery to try to save a 15 15 month Von Wagner and like neurosurgeons and. All sorts of stuff here. And after that 14 hours, they saved him and they they gave him a life. He says, they gave me a life saving my life. And, you know, this was, this was crazy hard on my parents. And Stone says, I'm a parent. I know I can't even imagine. Vaughn says, because of this, when I grew up, I had scarring on my head. And kids would bully me and call me a monster. And their parents would let kids hang out with me. And it was just terrible. And uh, I just had to take it. And, you know, I, I did look different, but it's just what it is. And Stone's like, oh, man, thank you for opening. And I, I totally understand. And Vaughn says, well, that's enough for today. And then kind of walks off and says, thanks, Stone. And then leaves. And Stone's like, wow. All right. I I really like this. Um, I think this, uh, I mean, for me, I'm like, well, yeah stone he's he had surgery as a kid like i'm that, pretty sure we all bit, knew this it's kind of yeah when the picture was first shown like oh that's clearly vaughn as a baby but, but i i do there was sort of little bits of melodrama and bad acting here but in general this is a real life story sure, yeah. that they've used and actually does explain his character like why he's being this big bully monster who is angry at the world because he's dealt with this all his life he's bullied and all that yeah, yeah. and then he got to the point where he got big so he could be the bully um 
I think you're going to see Von Wagner getting a lot of fans now. I think he's... Uh, I, I think they've done this whole thing really well. He's got this weird... Head? <laughs> weird head, but maybe unintentional comedic timing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know it when he's... Like some, he's had some really. See, funny you're seeing lines. the light of yeah, Von Wagner. I, I think people are going to really warm to this guy now. Off this, I'm just I'm scrolling through Twitter now, and it this has been really well received. Like everyone's like, I want to root for this guy now, and that's that's what you should tap into more. These incredible real life stories, and we know, like they didn't really go into. He said his dad's working, but like his dad's touring. His dad's. The Beverly brother, right? So yeah. he's, while he's going through all this with his mum, his dad's wrestling around the world right. and stuff like that. I I thought this was pretty good. Yeah, I tuned into NXT thinking I'd get him, like, banging his therapist lady. But instead, he's, like, opening up about a real kind of story, making someone feel a bit more human than a comic book character on and a it's, TV show. It's right? been good for Robert Stone as well, who I do think is is talented, but has been through so many people in NXT, who he's managed and has just been the the joke that gets shot in the balls by Shotzi's tank. Right, and I right. think now him being like, Von is the one, no, no, you're the one. I'm not going to have you get released or whatever. I actually see something in you. Let's. And his whole thing to start with was, no one cares about you. No one likes you. You're a guy, a big guy who roars and says, come Tuesday. Now it seems like people like Von Wagner. So I, I do think this is a success. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll go to the Dijak match since they've kind of teased that last yeah. week and, and eventually go to that. But, like, the gimmick here for the past few weeks is, like, if people bully Stone, he's, like, you know, back off and stuff mm. like that. So we're going to have Dijak be like, well, people used to call you a monster. You're like, ah. Oh. And Fonz would be like, I am a monster. I think everyone else who has been with Stone up to now has let him be beaten up. They've yeah. even beaten him up themselves, themselves you yeah. know so yeah damn good stuff big Fucking bad von, von wagner yeah von wagner getting the getting the rub uh and his head's okay now and he's wrestling in yeah. wwe so it is a pretty crazy story as like as a, they tried to make it so like more grounded and like you know general hospital kind of soap opera again i prefer that over like stupid shit with like a Reggie dressing up as 100%, a, you know, like 100%. I prefer this kind of stuff. Vaughn made me laugh with the therapist, the wink and everything. That's what I'm just confused at. Are they literally going in every Tuesday? Like, okay, what can we throw at the wall to make? Cause like literally last week or the week before he did the wink with the ding, like mm. oh, hot therapist. And now he's like, anyways, I almost died when I was 15 months. Well, cause the therapy's <laughs> taken him to the point where right. he, he wants to open up to open up. Right. Right. Yeah, Fair enough. Sense. No, I, I, Von Wagner, future WWE superstar. Don't forget it. Uh, hey, behind Booker T is uh, his wife, Charmel, chilling in the crowd. They, they don't like mention her by name, but Vic Joseph does make a reference to her uh, a bit later on. But I did was like, hey, that's Charmel right there. Yeah, later Booker calls uh, Jamara asked- Jackson a hottie biscotti. And yeah. Vic's like, oh, what? She rose behind you, buddy. You better watch what you say. She might, she might hear you. Uh, we go to Eddie Thorpe, Axiom, and Reggie, and they're watching clips of Raw Underground. Wow. Yeah. Maybe one of the only people going back to empty arena pandemic WWE. Someone out there goes, should I go back and watch Raw Underground? And mm. they, do, they do. Well, these guys are. When 
Gable Stevenson walks in and goes, Hey, Eddie Thorpe, I know you got a match against Damon Kemp. I know a bit about him. You looks like you need a training camp. Eddie mentioned, yeah, I'm going to go into a two-week tra- training camp for this fight, for this raw underground fight. And Stevenson says, well, I know a bit about that too. So how about I train you for the next two weeks for your match? So Gable Stevenson appearing on NXT and will be in Eddie Thorpe's training camp and corner. Hmm. hmm. Wonder where that's going to end up. They, I mean, he said, I, I know Damon Kemp pretty well. Why is that? But they didn't, uh, commentary or anything, yeah. didn't put the two together. Right, yet. right. Like, we know they're brothers, yeah. but like, uh, which, yeah, Eddie, I'd be a bit suspicious, Eddie. mate. Yeah, Eddie, take those headphones off once in a while. You might hear what's going on. This guy is going to beat you up. He's lying to you. He's, yeah. He doesn't want to help you. He's going to turn on you. Which, so do you uh, see Gable Stevenson staying in NXT? I like, guess so. A tag team with Kemp? Or? We haven't seen this guy in ages. He's not wrestled. At yeah, all he's, yet. he's not wrestled. Like, he's shown up on WWE TV once in a while and like mm-hmm. did a few things, but he's never had a match or anything, so maybe they, they are bringing him in. Which is crazy, because the last time I heard of him, he was going back into actual like camps of like wrestling, and he's still wrestling. So, like, yeah. yeah. The, that fake wrestling kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, it is interesting that he, all of a sudden he would show up now. So, mm. but yeah, kind of surprised me. Like, oh, okay, interesting. So, yeah, Raw Underground with Gable Stevenson. I'm kind of for it. And I, Eddie I'm Thorpe. Excited. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You can't lie about that. We go to something not as interesting to me. Baron Corbin comes out. And you know what? He's looking good here. He must have heard that everyone made fun of his gear he, last week. He looks fine when he's in like his... Normal clothes. When he's non-wrestling attire. I, I think he looked pretty pretty decent here. I feel like he's had better shirts. He's had better ones. So I the can't sleeves s- could have been slightly tighter on his arms. Like, but. as this shirt's probably like more than my life. But like, I'm sure like if I... I think I think he's had better ones. This will look like a melted creamsicle a little bit. A little bit but way better than his gear. I... Shout out anyone who messaged us about how awful uh, Baron Corbin's gear was last week. Because he literally looked like some dude in the gym. Around the ships. Yeah. Baron Corbin's looking good. Mello comes out looking good. It's a face-to-face for their matchup next week for the NXT title. And uh, Baron Corbin goes, no, we're not going to do this your way, Mello. And says, I've had enough of you already. And says, uh, that title doesn't mean you've made it here. Uh and he says that you don't know what it's like to be a star in WWE. You've never, you've never done anything. And Melo says, yeah, just like you've never had a title reign, just like you've never done most of these things. And a bit of back and forth here. And Baron says that he's been on the main roster and, and that Melo's seen this before where these main roster guys pick their spots to come down here and try to make a name for themselves and be relevant. But then I end up putting them on the t-shirt in the rafters. And the only difference between you and them is not a damn thing, Baron Corbin. And uh, so maybe after I beat you, you'll be a happy Corbin again as the crowd reacts and pops at that. Corbin says, yeah, well, happy Corbin bought me a $1.18 million house. I've had, you know, main event matches. I've had mania moments of doing this for almost a decade. So, yeah, I I will be a happy Corbin. I am a happy Corbin. Life is good for me. And then uh, Mello says, yeah, life's been pretty good. You've struggled, right? Like when you got cut from the Carolina Cardinals, which apparently the crowd reacted to even more than the happy Corbin line. Uh, this is what, the, the football that he played, right? Yeah. Time before. 
He goes, I create my own destiny, says Mello. Yeah. Oh, Arizona. He, I think he, I said the wrong thing. Uh, there, he then says that this may have been one of the houses that you've built, Corbin, but I put a few new rooms in. And I got to put a new roof in because I keep bringing that bitch down. And Corbin says, you know what? I know how these things go. I could leave you laying. But next week, I'm going to take that title. I'm going to beat you for the NXT title. And I'm going to drive home in my Porsche. I'm going to get home. My hot-ass wife will pour me a bottle of something that you could never afford. And I'm going to be happy. <laughs> and and Mello's like, okay, like we'll see next week. And then his music hits, and it's happy Corbin music. It, <laughs> I am very confused. I I think Corbin is like a very comfortable speaker. Like I I don't mind his promos too much. I thought both had good lines to each other. Yeah. Um, it's it's the it's this happy Corbin thing I'm confused about because the way Mello brought it up, it was almost like if you go to Sh- Chad Gable, oh Shorty G. You know, it's like this shitty gimmick he used to have that you've moved on from. And he's like, yeah, I was happy, Corbin, but it bought this house for me and all that. But then the music is like happy Corbin-esque music. The graphic they show. It's shot, still the happy it's Corbin. It's him yeah. smiling with a stupid hat on. Yeah. And it's just, I'm very confused of this character right now. Um, and I'd like him to lean more into like, the pissed off veteran coming down to teach them a lesson. And it, it's, it's just the presentation of this guy, the, 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 the weird ring gear, the, the happy, like hustle music, you know, like, I have it's, no idea. Yeah. Uh, like oceans 11. Yeah. Style, and he's like, just like this. Now, what's he going to wear next week in a title match? It's, I'm just very confused with the whole thing, but, um, you mean, I thought this segment was Okay. Like I will, I'll be fair. Yeah, it was. Some of the lines made sense. I think it could could have made a bit more sense of, like, okay, you're coming down here and you're saying you don't really care about this title. You're gonna go home and it doesn't mean anything to you. So like, why are you? I I just wanted like I think both could have raised the intensity a little bit with the same lines, get into each other's face a little bit more, and like those last lines are good. Yeah, I'm gonna then go home and fuck my hot wife. Is that what he yeah. said? Well, he's kind of Brock, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's Brock Lesnar verbatim. Yeah. But like. They what sa- are you going to do? You're going to still be here in Florida. You're going to be here in NXT forever. Yeah. I feel like there could have been a bit more. Exp- like, I just don't care about Corbin for sure. And I'm sure maybe there'll be some cool spots in the match next week. I also fu- I know it was meant to be like a dig about being cut by the Cardinals, but also it's like. Dude, that's fucking impressive. Yeah. Sorry, you made it to like okay, you got cut, but you were more than I've done. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll see next week. Will we burn the ships? Burn the ships. Burn the ships. Or burn the stakes, like Baron Corbin does. We go to our next segment: Valentina Feroz and Ulyssa Leon. They're back reunited as a tag team, and uh, they're backstage getting ready for their match when Dragon Lee shows up and says he's rooting for them in their match. And uh, Nathan Frazier has his, his Heritage Cup there, too. And he says, I want to say thank you. Gracias. See, sí, see, sí, he says, because you two helped me scare off those, those losers, the metaphor, and you helped me win this thing. So thank you. And they get ready to go off and do their entrance when Dragon Lee's like, ah. And he says, thank you to you, too, Dragon Lee. And Seth Rollins gave me some great advice when I was just in, in the locker room talking to him. He said, 
take care of people who take care of you. So next week, how about I put this Heritage Cup on the line against you? And he accepts. So next week, Gold Rush, Heritage Cup rules, Nathan Fraser, Dragon Lee. Nice. Should be good. Um, still a bit confused of this title switch last week with Oromensa and Nanka. I mean, he's clearly injured, right? Because he comes out in crutches. But Is he healing it up, though? Like, I, I don't, no, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Nathan Fraser backstage. I think he's a, he's a dork. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think this will be a good match. I think so too. I think a lot of these baby faces in NXT right now need a bit of an edge, you know? Um, yeah, his character is a talk, another talk show like yeah. host guy. So it is, it is a bit weird. But, you know, uh, Seth Rollins is right. you got to take care of people who take care of you. Oh, 100%. So everybody take care of each other. And I'm trying to take care of Baron Corbin. I just tweeted him again. What would you ask him? Hey, pal, really liked your shirt tonight. Very snazzy. Uh, but what is oh, Burn the Ships? Uh, uh, make, big fan. Big fan. <laughs> make sure. <you're> <laughs> what is Burn the Ships, sir? Uh, what does this mean? Still waiting. If I ever get to meet Baron Corbin, like... Maddie Edwards just bumped into him in New York on his wedding day. That was nice. Baron Corbin's yeah. wedding day? No, uh, Matty's. Oh, okay. Yeah. But didn't ask him what Burn the Ships were. See, if I had the chance to talk to Baron Corbin, I'd ask him. Yeah? Burn the Ships. Burn the I'd ship. ask him where he gets his gear. <laughs> yeah. I ask can, him, can you burn the gear? <laughs> burn the Ships? No, burn whatever you were wearing last burn week. Burn those shorts. And don't wear it to your championship match. Burn the shorts, Baron Corbin. Uh, so we see Gallus leaving NXT and they're like, they're going over to the pub and Joe Coffey is on the phone and his phone's ringing. He's like, Hey, what's going on? What? What's going on at the bar? Rats? What are you talking about? Rats? When he's almost hit by a car and it's actually stacks driving and he goes, ah, I gotcha. And he starts beating up Joe Coffey when the other two are not there. And he shoves Joe Coffey in the back of his trunk and Stack says, come on, Joe, taking you for a ride, huh? And he drives off with another kidnapping on NXT. It's just not the same when there's not a kidnapping on TV. So this puts me right at home. Stax drives off with Joe Coffey in the backseat. Yeah. So we need a, we need a Dijak Ilya Dragunov torture scene next week, don't we, with Stax? And rats? Maybe so, pouring coffee on coffee. Coffee, hot coffee. So wait a second. Stax somehow got actual rats at the bar and then, like, used that as a d- distraction? Or did he just do a fake call? Oh, like, oh, okay. I maybe. thought it was like he, he dumped, like, a hundred rats in this bar. That would be pretty good, like, sneaky. Which, like, I wouldn't... Uh, why did... I know Gallus frequent that bar a lot, but they don't work at the bar. Like, the rats aren't there. They made it seem in a few times that's, like, their bar. I thought it was Fallon's bar. They... We've cracked the code that they're lying to us because they clearly just go to Big Daddy's, which is that bar. Yeah. But in like their kayfabe weird kind of timeline, that's the plot holes essentially on this sick, on this, uh, <laughs> this weekly show right. is that they kind of own the bar. They have their own bar. I got steaks in the bar, maybe. Yeah, something like that. They're like, we're Scottish. We drink a lot. Just yeah. That's like us the other day at a bar. We're like, hmm, they don't have your... Uh, Fernet Branco. Should we just buy the bar and make sure they have it for next yeah. time we come? <laughs> Guys, can you just leave this bottle here? And when just, we ask for a shot, just charge us. But you know. Charge us, but yeah. <laughs> Think they'll do it? 
We need, I mean, it's too late to get it for real sports, but maybe an X event we Fernet can be. Branca. NXT Italy, we can, we can be sponsored by Fernet Branca. <laughs> Guys, if you don't know about Fernet Branca yet, you're, you're missing out. Yeah, Michael Caine, Dark Knight Rises. Alfred's favorite drink, and now my favorite drink. It's good. It's At good. first, it's not good, and it's then good it gets you. No, it's, it's wonderful, <laughs> always. For now, we had a pretty wild night. I, uh, Sunday night, we're, we're uh, right by the Rogers Center, and Ed Sheeran was playing. Yeah. And with the roof open. So I went Crazy. and barbecued and uh, drank a bottle of Finette Branca while listening to Ed. Sounded it was pretty- a great night. <laughs> we've, been on a, we've been on a bit of a tear. Yeah. Bit of a bit of a rampage, baby. Bit of a rampage. We we did. Uh, I, we were practicing practicing yesterday for uh, forbidden, for Sunday for forbidden port. Yeah. yeah. We well, I did a three peat at Budweiser. Yeah. I did the cure randomly because a friend's like, my wife can't come. Do you want to go? Yeah. All right, I'll go. And then you got ticket. You want to go to Shaggy and TLC? I was like, I guess so. That sounds all right. So we got to see Sean Kingston on Vogue, TLC and Shaggy. TLC and Shaggy. And the next day, Shaggy we... featuring Bill Clinton. <laughs> yep, wasn't him. And, and then I, we saw Alexis on Fire and Pup, uh, Toronto like band. So yeah. my, I was just a mess this weekend. Yeah. And then last night we went out, met some speed daters. We did meet some speed sang daters. Sang karaoke. Yeah, they called me the... old and then tried to kiss me. Yeah, uh, it was weird. Story of your life, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we just. What did you. You sang some I share? I sang share. I sang some Taylor. A friend sang Chaz and Dave. Yeah, I don't know what that was. But... We'll we'll put it. Uh, we'll post it on the Poison Rana feed again. Yeah, <laughs> people are gonna unsubscribe. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Stax kidnaps Joe Coffee, and I'm sure we'll get some. Hopefully more on next that. week. Yeah, he's got to get some information out. This guy. So free Tony D. Free Tony, everybody. We see the metaphor make their entrance. Lash Legend and Jakara Jackson are gonna take on the team of Ulyssa Leone and. Uh, Valentina, Valentina Ferois, that's right. Uh, this is when Booker T's like, hey, Vic, hey, Vic, who, who's the hottie biscotti tonight? And Vic's like, yo, you better watch it, buddy. Your <laughs> wife is right there. She probably can't hear you through this plexiglass thing they still have up since pandemic, but like, book, you better yeah. watch out. Charmel, Queen Charmel, she's gonna. Do you think she was doing his, uh, his order today from <laughs> TGI? She's, she's there Friday. so he's not getting TGI yeah. Friday. She's gonna be like, we're going somewhere else. <laughs> somewhere better than that, please. Uh, so the the match, the tag team match here, it has uh, Jakara and Lash Legend like are attacked by uh, Feroz and Leon like right away because they're angry at them. So they attack them before the bell in front of the ring, and then they're all fighting. When finally we get in the ring, it's Lash and Jakara who are putting the boots to them now, tagging in and out. They hit a few double teams, and then a splash by Lash Legend. The the Lash Splash? That's got to be the name of it. Lash Splash. The yeah. Lash Splash, but it's only a two count. Uh, Shucky Ducky Quack Quack from Booker T here. There's a wheelbarrow cutter combo for a near fall. I thought this could have been the finish for uh, Lash and Jakara, but it's only a two. Uh, there's then finally Feroz coming back with a series of kicks and roundhouse kicks, some double knees in the corner, a run off the top, very impressive, and then... Mensa keeps getting involved, so they take out him with topes to take him out. Back in the ring, Feroz is welcomed by a huge boot by Lash Legend, and it's all over. Uh, yeah, this was all right. I like the the new kind of matching gear that Jakar and Lash have, um, but it's I, I want to see. I know they've they've just formed metaphor and they they're putting stuff behind it, but. I think Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Feroz are fantastic. Yeah, so me too. I, I'd love to see them 
push these two a bit more. Yeah, they um, were sleeper hits for us for a while. It's kind of a shame, like, I know there are so many titles, but it is kind of a shame we're getting rid of those NXT women's tag titles because of acts like this. Um, I know they had their, like, little squash match on SmackDown recently. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see more from these two because I think they're they're really... They remind me of, like, Caden and Katana, just, like, really fun to watch. They do some innovative... Uh, innovative moves um i like that top rope hurricane rana from leon i thought yeah. that looked really nice um but yeah kind of just big boot from lash to finish it yeah i, I wouldn't say lash and jakara looked bad at all like definitely lash in her early time in nxt was looking very clunky in the ring but looked better the tag team's good for her yeah like it, you can hide a lot of the weaknesses a bit more and hopefully be improving on yeah the long, it's long a way. It's a bummer if this, like, I'm imagining this injury is legit. This guy's out on crutches. They wouldn't just lose this thing to, mm. to do all this. I mean, maybe it just kind of would be weird. But it is kind of weird because it's unfortunate you're starting this new stable and the guy's, the leader's injured. It, yeah. So it's like, oh, so now you, you're forced to do Mensa in action or these two in action. So I guess we'll see more of that. Miss Action Jackson. Uh, it's an advertisement for next week's We Got... Some big matches. We mentioned Baron Corbin's challenging Mello for the NXT title. We got Thea Hale challenging Tiff for the NXT title, women's title. Nathan Frazier, Dragon Lee for the Heritage Cup. And then what else do we got? They, they announced a few other things. But next week's looking pretty good. Pretty stacked next week. And then they reminded us that the 20th of July is the Great American Bash. Do you see any title changes next week? Maybe the Cup? Not sure. The Cup already? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't see any others changing, so... Um, tag is the one I might question. Oh, uh, Gallus versus... Malik, Malik and Idris. Idris. Oh, yeah, Maybe. true, possibly. I mean, because they don't have Joe. They don't have Joe, So exactly. they could lose. Yeah. Ah. Well, we go to our main event. It is Seth freaking Rollins, the WWE heavyweight champion, putting that title on the line against Braun Breaker here today. Uh, Braun has his dog's barking he's meaner than evil he comes out he's got that dog in him as a titan it looked like his trons said got dog me got i was like david can you help me out here what does that say got dog me and you're like yeah oh so that like the alternating words were like dark so it just read got "Got dog dog me." me got dog me got dog me got that dog in me Braun Breaker, Seth Rollins, WWE Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins is way over here. The crowd are cheering his theme song. By the time they get to the ring, they let the crowd go for so long here. I mean, it's NXT. It's only it's it's smaller, but like so loud. And just the shot of him smiling, laughing. Uh, the WWE's Joker here, holding up the title as we kick this match off here. Braun and him kind of are at a stalemate. They go for each other. They go for their finishing moves right away, but each getting blocked, like the spear, the power lift up, the stomp, the pedigree, all blocked as they kind of are getting a bit of a sense of each other. And it eventually ends up with Seth hitting a flying knee off the apron to the outside, which as we go to our first early break when we come back, Vic Joseph, Force of Habit, goes, Welcome back. We got the NXT World Heavyweight title on the line. I mean, the WWE. The former heavy- NXT yeah. champion against the current. I see you, uh, Vic. I, I, I love Vic Joseph now, definitely. Uh, there's then uh, Braun, who hits like a Frankensteiner in the ring, like a snap Rana on Seth. Uh, and then like these exploder like tosses. So Seth's 
got his ribs injured from Finn Balor who keeps beating him up on Raw. So Braun tried to expose that, just like throwing this guy around like a rag doll here. Uh, pretty nice. Some German suplexes. Uh, shout out to his uncle Scott. He starts doing the push-ups just like Scott Steiner. He eventually sets up Seth for the spear, but he runs into the post shoulder first. Uh, the crowd is is super going loud for Seth here. Uh, Seth hits a tope, and then another one, and then a third tope suicida, and then clears the commentary desk, throws Vic Joseph's, what, pens or candy, I think it says? Right. What's with announcers and having lots of candy? JR's candy jar and Vic yeah. Joseph's candy box. Gets thrown. sugar rush. When yeah, you get time maybe and... something to keep your, your mouth yeah. moist. I'm not sure. So. Uh, Booker is pissed, of course. Uh, Seth puts Braun on the table. Well, actually, Braun almost puts him through it, but Seth puts him on it and then jumps off the top turnbuckle to the outside with the splash through the table. Great spot. The crowd is going nuts here. Seth tries to get the pin on Braun, but he can't do that quite yet. Uh, Another break when we come back. Some rolling elbows from Seth. He goes for the splash in the ring, but it's a miss this time. And somehow, Braun puts him up on the top turnbuckle and does a cat-like, Kurt Angle-like, Jumping Frankensteiner from Braun. Oh, very Baker. nice. Very nice. And then the military press power slam, but it's a kick out at 2.999. Great kick out from Seth here. I can't believe I bought that. I was like, whoa, this, it looked like a three. Seth's back up, hits the pedigree, but Braun kicks out of that. And then the spot I knew they were going to try to do here where Seth sets up for the stomp, but as he jumps up in midair, he's welcomed by a spear from Braun. But he kicks out of that as well. People are going crazy here. Eventually, Braun decides to hit... I've hit the, the, the military press power slam. I've hit a spear. I guess there's only one more devastating move to hit. A double axe handle off the top. <laughs> Gets caught. It's countered. Hit by the stomp from Seth. And then another one to complete it. One, two, three. And Braun Breaker loses. Seth retains the world heavyweight title in an awesome... NXT main event. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think the the crowd being so hyped to see like a star like Seth Rollins in NXT just made this match feel hotter. I thought they got a, a good amount of time. Um, it was a little Super Cena-esque, like Bron hit both his finishers. Um, Seth's deciding to do frog splashes through tables with injured ribs. It's Seth does that a lot. He's yeah. like, what what part of me is injured? Okay, I better Ribs? use huh. that for all my offense. Um, but like people biting on those near falls, I think this just showed Bron's completely ready to move up. And I see once this Ilya Dragunov uh, feud is over at Great American Bash, I see him being a call up, um, possibly SummerSlam weekend. Maybe wow, like okay. Or after SummerSlam, something like that. Uh, this proved he's he's with the top guy in WWE, um, and he completely hung with him. Yeah, there was definitely some uh, talking to each other after the pin there. He said, Braun said something to Seth, and then Seth, while the cameras were on him, kind of looked over like, oh, this guy, this kid here, like he's got something for sure. So definitely, as the kids would say, giving him the rub. I would completely strap the rocket to him as well when he moves up to the... Main sure yeah yeah you know have him target seth right away you know like they've had this little feud here yeah uh, i i think you should um i don't think this is the kind of guy that you have you know start and slowly build up i would just absolutely put the rocket on him goldberg yeah just goldberg 
have a streak going on the main roster or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Seth, we said, is like the measuring stick in WWE, and you have a bad match with this guy, and then like you're doing something wrong, and he did not. So Braun is doing something right, and I would see him being called up after the next little while because what else is there left to do here? There's like, nothing left to do apart yeah. from this Ilya match, really. Yeah, uh, which which would be awesome as yeah. well. So yeah, I'd still say put him up with the with the Creeds because that then he's got like the tag. They could be the tag team people running stuff like almost like the th- another I think three the Creeds. Man. We need like it is those acting segments where they're they're weak. So I think I think it it made sense to turn Braun in NXT. Let's let's see, see what him he how we can do that. I would do the same with the Creeds before you move them up. Right. See how they work as a heel. Fair enough. Team. Yeah, because uh, they aren't working as baby faces for me, at least in segments right yeah. now. No, I, I really like this match. Like Seth, for me, is like the workhorse of WWE. That's why they gave him this runner up title, like super over right now with the crowd everywhere he goes. Uh, always puts on good matches, like definitely has become like one of the it guys in WWE, like the WWE guy. He's not he's not quite the guy, but you know what I mean? Like he's WWE's like safest worker you're you're good with seth rollins and he always puts on amazing matches and a, a great one here and you could definitely see this being rematched down the line you could definitely see seth versus mellow down the line in a bigger yep. wwe shows right like there's some big things there i know there's chatter with forbidden door maybe closing after this the end of this weekend that maybe they open another with will versus seth <laughs> there's money on the table for that one obviously with osprey but yeah uh, overall uh, kind of a mixed bag of NXT for me. But, oh, I forgot to tell, uh, say oh, what happened after. Down, yeah. yeah, Seth, after the match, is attacked from behind on the ramp by Finn Balor from main roster. And he's attacked. Finn is putting the boots to him. Finn even beats up the jobber cops who are trying to save Seth here. And as Finn is just beating him down in the ring now, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams scare him off, which could only lead to believe, look, we got Seth Rollins coming down to NXT. Are we getting the Judgment Day down in NXT? Either down or you have Trick and Mello go on Raw oh, for a six-man. right, yeah. Could be good. True. Um, like Seth being like, I brought some friends with me. Yeah. They're, they're doing a lot across promotion right now, which is great. Yeah. I think I they should have done this a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, I, I think maybe setting up for a six-man, which I think would be really fun. I saw some talks that there is talk, potential NXT title match at SummerSlam. Okay. So, I mean, maybe that's another so, way to do I mean, it. that's exactly why you'd start putting Trick and Mellow on Raw every now and then as the champion, right? So people, your casual fans who yeah. watch Raw and SmackDown know who he is if you're doing a title match. I, I'd say you put you put Carmelo Hayes on Raw or SmackDown, like, as soon as people hear him talk and wrestle, like, he'll be a star. This Braun is kind of the same way. Like, as soon as people see him for the first I time, so. like, oh, wait, this is how this guy is? Like... He's, he could be a big deal. If, if Imagine that is the case. This could be a complete farce. But, like, if Melo has a match at SummerSlam for the NXT title, who would be his opponent? Dragunov or someone from main roster? Hmm. Because, like, uh, you bring him up and feud with Finn Balor. Yeah. Like, Dragunov would be cool. Um, but, yeah, maybe maybe your main roster person makes more sense. Dominic. So, yeah, I mean, you could, you could spin off, right? Like, if you're doing this six-man... Uh, I'd see it being before, like I'd see it being like next week or something before Money in the Bank, and then you could spin off to a bit of a thin mellow feud, maybe. Possibly. I don't hate that. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I thought a mixed bag this week. I I really enjoyed the main event. I thought that 
the three-way tag was pretty fun. I really liked the Von Wagner segment. Um, the opening match really disappointed me because I think this this looked a more stacked yeah. card than it ended up being. I agree. Yeah, like that match was could could have been a match of the year contender, and we just mm. got robbed of it essentially. But yeah, ups and downs on this episode. But you gave me a WWE champion versus the former NXT champion, pretty big first time match, which WWE seemed to like waste away sometimes and felt like they built up for something. Again, we probably will see this match again down the line, but I enjoyed NXT. I enjoyed Von Wagner explaining his baby head and all that stuff. Like that was pretty real and pretty cool. There, there's some good stuff going on NXT. It's still that like sleeper show. I know people still don't fully trust it. People don't come back since the the whole 2.0 stuff, but like there is stuff. I don't think it's even 2.0. It's, it's not people. No. People went as soon as AEW started. You know, like it's people pick and choose what wrestling there is. There's a lot of good wrestling out there, and there's there only really so many is. hours in the week. There really is, and uh, we'll be talking all about the other wrestlings uh, going on this week because we'll be everywhere. But yeah, uh, next week looks pretty good too with the Gold Rush Night Two with some titles on the line. But that's what we thought of NXT. That we have some feedback. We join, do indeed. Yeah, join the Facebook page, uh, Poison Rana. Like it on Facebook and then find the group and uh, join in there. We'll let any of you you people in. And we post feedback threads up there. Uh, go for it. Read the we first start one. with the champ himself, Fire wow. Frank, who will be defending this Sunday in Toronto. And says, Von for next champ. Good to see the queen. Stacks taking Joe to meet the fishes yet again on camera with Tony already behind bars. He should have learned. Oh, good, good point. Like, Tony, you got caught because you're on camera all the time. Stax yeah. did it right in front of the camera. Right. Uh, Seth with a successful homecoming and a fun main event with a hot crowd. And Bron more than hung with Seth. Kemp Thorpe, Underground, sick. See you guys Friday at Forbidden Poor. Sick. We go to Megan, who says, Bron Seth delivered the goods. Braun has yet to have a bad match, and he got elevated in defeat. The end credit stinger with Finn jumping him gave NXT its all-connected type of cohesion. Shout out to Jeff Loeb. NXT is no longer an island to itself. Solid wrestling all night long. The Mellow Corbin verbal battle was aces. The Wagner vignette was heavy as fuck. It remains to be seen if Vulnerable Vaughn, Vulnerable Vaughn will be the thing to break through. All these true colors are going to come out sooner instead of later. I bet Stevenson will help out his brother in the rubber match against Thorpe. It was a, it was dope to see Seth and Fraser have a mentor-protege moment and a tease for a match against Mello. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Megan and Frank, for writing in there. Thank you very much. And to you fine people for listening to us ramble on about some NXT here today. Uh, follow Post Wrestling, follow Poison Rana for all the updates at Poison Rana Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Again, this weekend is crazy with all the events going on in Toronto, our city, the six, the dot, and we're going to be having lots of fun. Postwrestling.com for all the updates of everything that we're doing this week. Follow our socials. You want to, you know, the show goes on this whole weekend. You want the insights. You want the true behind the BDE. You got to follow Davey's Insta. You got to follow my Insta because. The stories are where it's at. Stories, they disappear, people. Yeah. And we can get away with a few things that you might not, if you miss it, it's gone. You don't know what we get up to. So follow the stories for the stories. See Ray Ripley's story this week? <laughs> yeah, I saw That's it. That's another conversation. Even worse <laughs> is I heard Corey Graves mention it on Raw, which I do not agree with, even as a joke. It's very weird. So yeah, uh, yeah look, don't look it up. Yeah. Last reminder, Forbidden Poor, 3 p.m., at Real Sports, right opposite Scotiabank Arena. Get your ticket 
this very second postwrestling.com slash live if you just want to attend for the after party you do have tickets just for that as well uh for eight bucks uh there possibly won't be tickets on the door because we are going to be incredibly busy yep get your tickets today they won't be around much longer yeah i want to say thanks to anyone who bought a ticket for that anyone who's making the trip down we can't wait to see you anyone who can't in spirit you are there i wish we had what weather spoons where you could buy drinks from across yep. the thing but instead Go to our Patreon, spend five bucks for a gift of yourself. That'll help buy us a beer this weekend. Trust me, we're going to need it. So go check us out there. Patreon.com slash Poison Ron. It's only five bucks to get a whole month's access of all the shows we've done in that back catalog. There's so many podcasts. And, well, if you like free stuff and that's your bag, you can do a a whole lot by just liking our stuff, writing us nice reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or telling a friend. Just tell them. Tell Tell them about it. You like wrestling? Listen to the show. They're okay. And they go, no, they go tough. Yeah. Just listen you to have them anyway. To they're funny. Yo. These guys are great. They're so good. They're so good. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll see you at Forbidden Poor. And then uh, the, 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 the summer goes on with all the wrestling. At Poison Rana Pod, Twitter, Instagram. I myself, Braden Harrington. Twitter, Instagram is at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And uh, I hope the people in the submarine are. Oh, boy!